Welcome to Point with Daryl Jones, speaker, author, and lead pastor of the Rock Fellowship Church in Miami, Florida, and president of Point Ministries. Our goal at Point Ministries is to point you to the Word of God, where Jesus is the point. Today's message is from the Christ Supreme series, where Dr. Jones teaches verse by verse through the book of Colossians to show that Jesus Christ reigns supreme above any alternative the world offers. Now let's join him for today's message. I invite you to pick up with me in Colossians, still chapter one, starting at verse 24. Today's message is titled, Revealed Treasure, because what the Apostle Paul is framing his ministry around is that he is delivering the treasure that all are seeking after, and it has been now revealed in Christ. This was the mystery that was hidden. This was epic. He was taking this, and this, I tell you, it was, this historically, this was a problem. Matter of fact, people dated roughly around A.D. 49. The emperor Claudius, he kicked out all the Jews out of Rome over an issue over what he wrote was Crestus. It was a dispute over the Christ. In A.D. 49, they were kicked out because there was this argument of what it means to follow the Christ. And Paul is making this known to the Colossian church, and he wants them to understand what Christ has done and how this thing is global and not just local. It's not just for one little people group. It's for the nations. This gospel, this good news of what Jesus Christ has done is for the Jew and the Gentile. And he says, and this Jesus, and he's letting the Colossian church know, and we see a little bit of this in, in what we call this sister letter with Ephesians that, you know, uh, some of the arguments against the faith that Jesus didn't measure up. And we looked at that last week. Jesus didn't measure up. But what he says is that there's nothing else to be sought. There's nothing else or no one else, no ideology, no worldview that's to be sought after that's more valuable or desirable than Jesus Christ. That's the treasure. And family, while you're looking at this, I, I know we want all these things in our lives, but I want to let you know something. The treasure is Jesus. The prize is Jesus. The riches is Jesus. And through Jesus, you have everything else you need. This, this, this is why. You remember when Jesus called Peter and his brother Simon? If you go back in the Gospels, he calls them. They're out there fishing all night. Jesus is cashing in on the other side. Peter's like, we've been, we've been fishing all night. What you mean cashing it on the other side? He obliges Jesus. He has the greatest catch in all of his history as a professional fisherman. His greatest catch ever. The nets are breaking. He goes in and says, I'm going to follow Jesus. Now, the reason is, he said, if he can do that with some fish, what else I got to worry about in life if I'm with him? What can't he provide if I'm with him? If I'm walking with him, he will take care of all my needs. Peter realized I don't need more fish. I just need him. Jesus is the treasure. And it's been revealed. The, 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 the lid on the treasure chest has been opened. And what we found is Jesus. And this is why 
the Apostle Paul says that, man, he rejoices in his struggle. In verse 24, he says, Now I rejoice in my sufferings for you, and I'm completing in my flesh what's lacking in Christ's afflictions for his body, that is, the church. Think about that. I, I, when we talked about it at the beginning of the message, when people are in search for treasure, when they're, when they're going deep and they're looking for the treasure, they're willing to risk injury, even death, because they find it so valuable. In, in Paul's place, he knows that he's taking this treasure. It's so valuable. It's so important that he gets this out. It doesn't matter what he faces. He talks about, you go through Paul's letter, he talks about, man, he was beaten, left for death. He was stricken. He was thrown in jail. Matter of fact, this letter right here, he's in jail right now, writing this letter because he's preaching the gospel and it's getting on people's nerves. He's going from city to city and they're not feeling it. They don't want to hear about this crazy sounding religion and this God and this creator of all. They want to keep their ways of life. They want to keep their gods. And he's thrown him in jail. And he says, I, I'm feeling, it. you may see it like Christ lacking. Christ told him right there on the road to Damascus, Jesus Christ told him, you read this in Acts 9. He told him, he says, you, you're going to suffer. You're going to suffer. But what Jesus was saying is, it's worth it. It's worth it. He says, I'm suffering for you. I'm in jail. I'm, I've been afflicted. I've been beaten. All these things that's happened. But he says, even in my imprisonment, even understanding what's going on, I do it with joy. You see this in his letter to the Philippians. He says, I rejoice. I do this with joy. I don't care about being thrown in jail. I'm thrown in jail for Jesus. I'm good because Jesus has me. You may be sitting there watching that pastor, man. That's, that's, that's not too far fetched from where we are today. There are threats all over the place for preachers like myself. And believers like you to go out and tell people what the Bible says, what thus says the Lord. There are people lobbying in Capitol Hill in our country right now trying to get people like me to shut up and not read certain verses, to throw that kind of stuff out, to try to label it hate speech, what thus says the Lord. And we may come to a place not too far from today where someone like me may be thrown in jail for preaching what the scripture says. What thus says the Lord to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. We got countries right now where you can't say certain things about Jesus. You will be censored. And even thrown in jail. Lose everything. And what does he say? It's worth it. Matter of fact, this is what I love about this. He acknowledges his strength is not found within himself. His strength is not found within himself. In verse 29, notice what he says. He says, I labor for this, striving with his strength that works powerfully in me. That works powerfully in me. He says, whose strength? The Lord's strength. Jesus' strength. Now, we know this theologically. The, in this text, he says, Christ in us. Christ dwells in us because the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit dwells in us. And the Holy Spirit empowers us to live out all 
that God has purposed us to do. So the Apostle Paul realizes that even while he's in jail, even while he's being afflicted of taking the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, he says that I'm not doing this on my own, y'all. I'm not better than you. I want you to think that I'm just some super Christian. Paul is letting us know. He says, no, I am doing this through his strength working powerfully in me. You may be sitting here right now, listening to this, watching this right now and think, I can't do I can't do what I think God want me to do. God is stirring up something in you. God got something in your heart. You can't sleep. You can't eat and not think about it. It, 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 it keeps you up at night. You, you dream about it. People keep talking about it and you may feel like you can't do it. You know the good news about that? You can't. But he can through you. If you think you got to get smarter, you got to get stronger, you have misunderstood what it means to just walk in Christ. Our walk in Christ is not about our own strength and our own capability. Our walk is leaning on him every day, every hour, every minute, and every second. He says, I'm doing this by his strength that's working powerfully in me. And the nature of the gospel is this. Even if we have to lay our lives down for the gospel, it's worth it. And he realizes that. He rejoices in it. I was challenged recently in this in my prayer life. When I think about my prayer life and the prayer life of my other brothers and sisters, how we pray for safety and convenience. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I found that that's not necessarily the prayers that are prayed by the apostles, by the prophets. By, their prayer was God sustain them, that God holds them up, that God works powerfully in them. So when they do face the chaos of life, when they do face all the evil and the hurt and the suffering that life can throw at us, that we be strengthened by his power, that the Holy Spirit holds us up, that we may continue to fulfill what God has placed in us. So I want you to switch your prayer life. I don't want your prayer life to be like, God, just keep me safe. No, I want you to say, God, wherever you place me, give me the power to do what you want me to do. Give me the boldness, give me the strength, and give me the favor and opportunity to do and say all that you've purposed me to do and say. That's what I want you to switch your prayer life to. Not just for convenience, not just for safety, not against hardship, but when hardship comes, you're ready for it because you're trusting him. It's worth the struggle. This treasure is worth the struggle. And you know what was really cool? When we receive it, when we receive, when we have received that treasure, do you know how, what kind of freedom that is? I want you to think about this because most of us have been in one or this other situation. And some of us have been in both. You ever been in a situation where you got bills to pay, but you don't know where the money's going to come from? That, that can be stressful. There's a lot of anxiety in that, you know. People lose sleep over there. You're trying to figure out how to make ends meet versus 
You got bills to pay, and you got more than enough in the bank account. That's a that's a, just a, a easy mindset. You, you you're not carrying that stress. You know, just recently, we had some issues with our air conditioning unit. We had to get fixed, and while it was a headache to have to deal with that situation, I had some cleanup to do. We had some leaking. The, matter of fact, I learned some things. The the water pan had cracked. You know, we thought we just need to flush the water pan had cracked. So I was having a mess in the house. I was cleaning up and trying to put a Band-Aid on with buckets. We finally got it fixed. And you know what I told? <laughs> and, and, my, my repairman is a believer, too. And I said, you know what? And he, and he, he didn't rip me off either. He, he, he charged me for his services and what the cost is. And, and I said, you know what? I praise God that we had a means to pay for it. You know, we weren't in this place where it was tight, and I'm trying to figure out how we going to pay for this and how we going to do this. Like, I had a peace. I had a calm. I, had, I was just so relaxed. And I'm like, man, I just thank God. I say that because when we realize the treasure we have in Christ, man, we have a peace. We hope this message is blessing you today. Before we continue, we want you to know about Point Ministry resources. Please visit daryljones.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L jones.org and subscribe to receive our Refuel devotional and view other discipleship materials. Our goal is to point you to the Word of God, where Jesus is the point. Now let's rejoin Dr. Jones for the rest of today's message. That even in the midst of the storms and chaos and when the trials come our way, good, I'm good, I'm good, not stressing, I'm good. Why? Because I have what I need for it to be taken care of. I have Jesus. So I'm not going to stress out. I'm not going to walk anxiety. I'm not going to be going crazy and pulling my hair out because I realize who I have in me. I have Jesus. I have a treasure that meets all my needs. And that's why he says, I've written all this because I want you to be mature. I want to present you as mature in Christ. He wants us to be whole. That's why the gospel goes forth. That's why I do what I do, because I want you to be mature in Christ so that whatever you face in life, Jesus got me. Man, that's not to say that. No way am I painting a picture that life is going to be carefree. No way am I painting that picture. What I am saying is there's a peace in the storm. When we saying the song Cornerstone, it says, through the storm, he is Lord, Lord of all. So as you go through the storm, you can have that same attitude when Jesus was in the storm and he was taking a nap in the back. Taking a nap. The professional fishermen were fearful for their lives. They said, we're going to die. Jesus, don't you care that we die? And Jesus wakes up and I'm, I'm, I'm my imagination kind of wiping their sleep off. I was like, man, why y'all, don't y'all know who's in the boat? And he just looks to the storm and says, shh, chill out. That's the modern day version. Just shh, chill out, shh, chill out, cool it. And it stops. That's who we have in us. We have the one who controls the wind and the waves. He holds the universe together. We just read a few verses above. He is creator of all. And all things were made through him and to him. That's the treasure we hold. And what did he say? He, he, I love this because he, he points again to this global church. You know, you go over here and he says, I'm writing this to you so that no one deceive you with any arguments that sound reasonable. He says, for I may be absent in the body, 
but I'm with you in spirit, rejoicing to see how well ordered you are in the strength of your faith in Christ. I, I like this because he says, I'm writing this to you because I don't want you to be deceived. When you hear other arguments and you hear other ideas, when you hear other worldviews, when you hear other ideologies and they sound reasonable, he may sit there and be like, you know what? That makes sense. I see how you came up with that. He says, don't be deceived. Deceived just means you believe a lie to be true. Don't believe that mess. And yeah, I called it mess because it's nothing but empty deceptions. And we're going to look at that even more so in this letter. He says, don't you be distracted. Don't you be deceived. Anything that's turning you from Christ is deceptive speech. It's a deception. It's selling you a lie. And just before this, he places this. Remember, this is a global issue. He places himself within the global body of Christ. Because what he says, even though I'm absent in body, I'm with you in the spirit. The Holy Spirit has united all of us in Christ. And just before this, in, in, um, in the beginning of chapter 2, he says, I'm writing this, he says, uh, for those struggling in Laodicea. So he says, I'm writing, talking to you in Colossae. I'm talking to you in Laodicea. And I'm talking to you. Anybody that ain't seen me in person, anybody that pick up this letter, I'm writing to you. This is a global community of faith. This is a global family, brothers and sisters in Christ. And what did he tell us? He wants us to be encouraged and joined together in love. I love that. I love that. He says, I want their hearts, chapter 2, verse 2, to be encouraged and joined together in love so that they may have all the riches of complete understanding and have the knowledge of God's mystery, Christ. I love it. He says, I've written out this because, you know, what? I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be excited. You got everything you need. Everything your heart's desire, you got it in Jesus. Don't think you need, you don't need anything else added to you. I know you may think you need another job. I know you may think you need this, this perfect spouse. I know you may think, you know, I just need another zero on my bank account and I'll be good. And, and what we're learning is, no matter what state you are in, if you have Christ, you have all you need. And not just that, you have more than what you even thought you wanted. Because it's in him that all, not just some, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. All of it, everything you need to know, everything you need. We, Jesus has it. He says, it's for you. Trust him. I want you to be encouraged in your faith. I want you to be encouraged. So as you're encouraged, when these other things come at you, not even paying attention. Not even listening to it. Why? Because I got all I need. And, I, and this one whom I need and all I ever wanted is the truth. Anything taken away from him is false. And this is what he's encouraging when he wants us to understand his ministry and what the ministry is and what the call is to go out and take the gospel to the nations. What it means to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to the nations. Now, you, when, you, when you think about this, you think about what it really means to have Jesus. A few months ago, you know, and a few months, you know, if you ever watched the, the NBA draft or the 
NFL draft or the, the MLB draft. You watch these drafts, you, you have these, these youngsters, you know, these, these young adults, but we get older, we call them kids, but these young adults, they, they come into life-changing contracts. They, they come into life-changing signing bonuses. And one of the things I noticed that's common among all of them is, especially look at somebody, they've been in college, they've been living in dorms, They've been in apartments where it's three, four people living in an apartment trying to pay their rent, and now all of a sudden they get drafted to be a professional athlete. You know what they don't do? They don't stay in the dorm. They don't stay in the same car. Like, they, like life changes. Their approach to life changes. Everything about them changes. Why? Because they've now received something that's, that's, that's greater than. They, they don't live like they used to. You know, somebody get older and they get promotions in jobs. They, they, don't, they don't just usually stay just right where they were. Now, I'm not talking about even just being lavish. I'm just saying they upgrade their living. You know, they eat a little better. You know, they, 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 they able to try, they able to go places they couldn't go before. You're able to do more because you got more resources. I mean, they don't remain the same. They're families. You know, they, their mom may have been in a project or a public housing that mom don't stay there anymore. Mom gets a new house. Changes life. I look at that and it's, it's funny. I, I talk to... to Whenever, whenever I'm preaching and teaching, especially when I used to be with youth, I used to always tell them, like, look at things theocentrically. Look things through uh, bibliocentrically. Look through the lens of Scripture as you evaluate certain things in life. And that's one of the things that caught me is that the saddest thing when I see in a believer is that someone who professes full commitment and trust in Jesus Christ and live like they don't know him. Now, I'm not even talking about a sinful lifestyle. I'm not talking about living buck wild like they serve the devil. I'm talking about they say they know Jesus, but they go through life with no confidence, no fire. They feel like they're just trying to make it. You know, I'm just trying to get through. I'm, I'm, they're down and they out. And I'm realizing, don't you know the treasure you have in Jesus? Don't you know you have all that you need? All that you could ever ask for, all that you could ever desire in Jesus. Live like it. Like faith is really just living like God is telling the truth. You know, the basic, basic definition of faith, live like God telling the truth. You have everything you need in Jesus. There's nothing else the world has to offer. And the Apostle Paul understood this with his ministry and said, I want y'all to understand that I'm laying down my life because I want you to understand the truth of the gospel and everything you can desire. So don't pay attention to those other voices. Don't pay attention to those other messages. Don't get distracted. Don't be deceived. You have all you need in this revealed treasure, this mystery, Christ in us. And not just for one people group, but for the nations. For the world. You sitting here watching. You may be sitting here watching. You may be listening. And you haven't placed your faith in Christ right now. I'm giving you the opportunity to say yes to Jesus. For his finished work. In his life, death, burial, resurrection. He has paid your penalty so that your sins forever and ever may be forgiven. You may stand faultless before the throne of God. When we all stand to give an account to the Lord, you may stand, know that 
you are forgiven and you belong to the Lord and you have his promise of eternal life forever and ever and ever with our Lord. If that's you, I'm a proud at the end, but I don't want you to go off. I want you to go to the link. I want you to put your information in. I want you to, if you had to send an email, whatever you need to do, I want you to go there. And I want you to put that in. Let us know, and we're going to follow up with you. We want you to know we as the body of Christ, this is what we do. We help each other grow as disciples. And we're going to follow up with you to help you walk this thing out, this life in Christ, that you may experience the fullness of God in this life and in the life to come. Let's pray. Father. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for your love. And I thank you for your, your forgiveness and your faithfulness that in Christ we have more than enough, all that we need and then some. More than we could even ask or think or desire, we have it all in Christ Jesus. So, Father, may our confidence rest in that. May we be encouraged in our lives in this truth that this treasure revealed is Jesus. Lord, if there's somebody in here that's wrestling right now with this following Jesus, Lord, may right now, may you fill them in a way that just blows their mind and that they know the joy of the Lord and the forgiveness of their sins. And we will give you all the glory, honor, and praise. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you for listening to Point with Daryl Jones. This was just one part from the Christ Supreme series, where we learn Jesus Christ has no rival and that he reigns supreme. If this ministry has blessed you and you would like to partner with Point Ministries, please visit daryljones.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L jones.org. Your financial generosity keeps us on the air, and we are grateful for your faithfulness. Also, if you would like to hear more from the Christ Supreme series, please visit daryljones.org. And remember, keep making Jesus the point.